0: Four,
1: four, three, two, one. one. One, one. We are all here shooting this shit, shit. with our hosts, DJ Deuce and Bamboo Bam. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, what's up? I'm your
2: host, DJ Deuce. With my co-host, Bamboo. What's up, Bam? What up? What up? What up? What up? It good. It's good. I'm, you know what? I, I let
1: people know if you know if you're still alive next Monday with your second vaccination. So if far, yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah,
2: so good. Good, good, man. No, right, you good. didn't get sick. No,
1: nothing. No, no side effects. No
2: side effects. Your wife just a, neither? Just a little tender here, but that's about it. You from the I mean? needle, maybe? Right? Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. You know, but other than that, everything's been fine. I, I mean, don't I, I? ended up with a stomach problem. You know what I mean? My stomach acid was acting up. But you know, that mm. that was that was that was from bad eating, bad habits of eating crap and all of that. So you know, nothing with the vaccine. What up?
1: <laughs> what up, Jay? How's it going, brother? Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm going for my second on Tuesday.
2: Good, good, which, which is get good it because
1: if I'm going to do the show on Monday. if I'm sick for a couple of days, no one will ever know. Anyways, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll go from there, my man. All right, we have a special guest today.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Pops, artist, mm-hmm. she's been on the Billboard Top 40. Ooh. And I was listening to her stuff. Stuff's very, very good. I'm good. super excited to get her on. Let's get her on. Bailey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, hey. up? How are you guys? Good, 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 good. So we were talking backstage and you've told me that you guys are opened up pretty much fully, so.
3: Yeah, it's starting starting to open up here in Montreal, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, it's looking to be, I think, a cool, cool summer, honestly.
1: You know what, thank God, thank God it's the summer, right? Like, if they would have said, nah, we're gonna wait till after the summer, I would have been super depressed, you know? Absolutely. Hey, I, did you have a prediction earlier on when COVID started, when this would have ended? Did you have a prediction?
3: um just based off of like historical facts yes. was, like this is gonna be a two-year ride yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh just based off of also like thinking about like the spanish flu and like just looking into some other pandemics i'm like we're in for a long while
1: mm-hmm. see i was like
2: i was nope. like you are know, wrong i, I was thinking that.
1: i what would what'd you think ma'am i don't think it's six months Six minutes. You know? I was like, "Oh, they're gonna wait till after Canada Day, and not this Canada Day, last Canada Day." I was like, "We're not gonna get together. They're gonna make sure we're not gonna be in crowds, and they're you know wait till after Canada Day, things will be good." And uh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? If you get to know me a little better, I'm usually wrong at everything anyway. So my prediction was obviously wrong. <laughs> I was then. I was based of like I got prepared for the one year, and then I got past that one year, and i was starting to get a little itchy now. You know, mm-hmm. man, like the vacation, and yes. we haven't been anywhere, and order like, "Come on, open up." Yeah, no, 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 no.
3: no it was pretty it was pretty difficult um in Quebec we
1: weren't allowed to walk outside So after what happened <laughs> what what happened if you get caught walking was it a fine
3: yeah, it was like a three thousand dollar fine like something <sighs> absolutely ridiculous like nobody wanted to take the chance um uh, but yeah it was absolutely insane like it it honestly it was very hard this winter with that curfew God. but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the cops has- are I, I, I'll turn it into Donovan Bailey and start running, no, man. I'm I don't the hell. You,
3: man. <laughs> like taking my walks, all I have left.
2: Man, oh, they took man. everything from everybody. So you're stuck in the house with someone you don't like. You yeah. know what I mean? It's terrible. That's just
1: you. That's just you, Ben.
2: Well, you know, you, don't, <laughs> you, you end up not liking the person. You, you're cool with the person. You, you know, if you got a roommate or whoever, you know, your mom, your dad, you know, oh everything's fine, da Then you know, if you're stuck in the house with them for an extreme yeah. amount of time. You start to look at him sideways like why'd you have me you know what i mean like <laughs> i didn't pick you you know what i mean i don't like you you know so i don't know because i've been looking at my daughter like man i want to choke you i want to choke you good
1: <laughs> COVID has brought out some interesting parts of us i'll tell you that right oh, now well oh, yeah. like, let's get right into it tell me tell me a bit about yourself
3: my name's Bela. i'm a musical artist from montreal i'm a singer-songwriter i do pop music um I'm just writing as much as possible these days for both myself and for some other artists as well, uh, nice. doing a little bit of co-production here and there as well. So I'm, a, I'm an artist, yeah. Okay. Born and cool. raised in Montreal? Yeah, yeah.
2: Beautiful. All over the All place, I see. From you. the All West
3: Island, the- from the West part. Which is why I'm like super English. People are like, "Oh, but you're
1: English." I'm like, "Yeah." You noticed? I I travel to. Hmm. I love Montreal, right? So it's it's my second home. I love to visit. It's so close to Ottawa, Mm -hmm. and people are always like, "Oh, you gotta." I can speak French. I can get by very well, but I was. I never needed to break out to speak French in Montreal. Like, I don't. I don't. I'm like, no. It's not. Don't get me wrong. I've been to Laval where they judged my English. I'll tell you that right
2: now. But I mean,
1: (laughs) when I was in downtown Montreal. I Everything was good. Yeah, that, yeah. You
2: know, it is yeah, I, go yeah. To, I go to I, I don't see too much of a problem. I, I get people talking about how they say the French are uh, the French are rude, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 I take offense to it. Like mm-hmm. I, I look at the people and go, oh, the French are rude. I go, why? They oh, they don't want to, you know. They go, <laughs> oh, they don't want to talk to you in English and shit. You know, they know English, but they want you to talk to French. I said, listen, if a French person was to see you in your country, he's going to talk to you in English, right? So if he took the time out to learn your fucking language, why don't you take the time out to learn his? Yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. right. How about true, that? True, you know true, what true. I mean? So he's not being rude. He just want a little fucking respect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> true. No. That's all. You know, so, yeah. it, you know, like I said, I've been in Canada a long time, and I didn't know French. So when people talk to me in French, I, it drives me nuts. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? What is she saying? Talking yeah. about me? i talk about him? I don't know. What's going on? So now I'm picking up here and there and stuff like that. So it's fine it's fine you know we was on vacation we had drinks with a french guy who didn't speak english at all cool all night long to the point the where the man chair. fell out of his chair
1: I was, I was the translator
2: you know had the best time ever you yeah, know what i mean best, best time ever with this man you know now um who or what influenced you into being an artist
3: um i don't know i think it was just like my exposure to music mm. growing up um I would say that like my favorite toy when I was a child was my dad's stereo system, but I wasn't allowed to touch it, and it was it like was not home, and it was like a secret,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, because like when I was really young, I would just put I would drop pennies into his amplifier, and he didn't it mm. very much. So uh, yeah, it was like hands off, you know. But uh, yeah, like my favorite thing to do after school and stuff was just come home and like listen to music and like dance in my living room and um, just. Sing and it, it, it was honestly, like, you know, some of my first memories of, of listening to music and mm-hmm. falling in love with music, actually.
0: That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's good.
3: And then it just kind of happened naturally, right? Like, um, like I, I don't really feel like I've ever, like, I never decided to do this. It just kind of happened, which I feel like is what happens to most artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally just started writing music. People started hearing it. Um, I kept it a secret for a really long time. My parents I was going to
1: ask you that. I was like, how, were you shy at first? Because I was so upset.
3: shy. Like I was the kid in class that would give mm. like, you know, like when you have to like speak in front of your class, Ooh, for right. sure. I would be the one shaking and like holding my cue cards. Like I had a nerve problem, that's for sure. Mm. Um, and so it took me a long time. And I, I kept it a secret from my family for a long time. Like I, I think my mom only wow. found out that I could sing really when I was maybe like fifteen or something like that, wow. yeah. So I was always like something that I did secretly and on my own um, when people weren't home or people weren't around. Um, it's
1: it funny was how yeah. Things work out. I was the loudest guy in class, but when you gave me those cue cards to, to talk in front of the class, yeah, wasn't <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you have to write speeches when you were kids, right? And it had to yeah. be a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. I, at my house, it was three minutes in front of the class, it was a minute 20. That's how fast mm-hmm. I went through, you know what I mean? Like, you get all nervous. And, and the older I got, the more I realized, like how stupid was I? Why wouldn't I just not be relaxed, you know? Like, yeah, you
3: know? no, absolutely. Like a lot of that stuff, I mean, I guess for me, I probably learned a lot from, from just exposing myself to being nervous. Yeah. Um, that eventually it just like kind of went away, but it did take a really long time. I was nervous for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I had to emcee some weddings when I was DJing and uh, that's when you had to like, really had to like stick it in gear and be like, oh, I have no, like I can't just fumble this. This is a job, you know what I mean? So, exactly. but, but, but I got, I got fumbled into it though, guys. Like okay. it was one of like, I said, who's your MC tonight? And they said, you, and I went, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because we, had, I had a partner Jesse, and he usually was our MC when we'd be together. But we were separated in two different events, oh. and then I was like, "God oh. damn! Oh, cool. all right." Um, and then there was games and stuff. I had to host, and you just have to learn to say "fuck it." Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was just like, "You just have to,
3: you have to, go with it, right?" Yeah. 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 So,
1: so you, you're breaking out. Your mom finds out around the age of fifteen that you're, you know, writing music and you know, loving. But how old were you when you took it seriously?
3: So, I mean, it's funny cause I always took it seriously. And actually before uh, releasing music under Bela, I did release a couple albums and I like did some more singer songwriter, like folky pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was just like, I was young and I started doing it and then everything kind of like, everything led to another. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people look at everything and they kind of feel like, um, you know, some of the things that I've been able to achieve, they, they see it as something that happened overnight. But like, I literally, started working at this when I was 15 years old. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess I started taking it seriously right away, Um, but it was not until I released um, Turn It Around uh, in late 2016 that I guess that recognition started to happen. Yeah,
1: you got okay. on YouTube. It's like what over 125,000 hits. That's amazing. <laughs> nice, nice. That's yeah, really a great feeling. That's like that's some great traction there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah,
3: so that was the first release that I did under Bela and everything has just like I don't know. Everything just kind of worked itself out ever since. Yeah,
2: that's dope. good, good, good. Do you find it harder, you know, for a woman to break out in this music industry?
3: I mean, it's definitely interesting that you asked that because I, I noticed that I'm very often the only woman in a session in a studio. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, even like as a producer, um, it's it's crazy how few women there are. There is, yeah.
1: hmm? there is a few. Yeah. Like, it's male-oriented majority of yeah. the music business. Yeah,
3: exactly. Right. And so, like, I don't know if it's like harder being a woman, but like, there definitely is more of a an expectation on how you're supposed to look and all that kind of stuff, which is another set of bullshit that goes on. Yeah, absolutely. um, But yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting being like the only woman or like walking in a studio and like I've literally been on stage doing a sound check and like the sound engineer is like trying to explain to me how to plug my guitar in. And I'm like, (laughs) that's (laughs) so stupid. (laughs) And I'm like. Obviously, like I know how to plug my guitar in. and mm. like they just sometimes look at me like I'm on stage, like I don't like like I show up and they're like, they don't expect wow. me to be the artist because I mm. guess it's just like less common to be playing instruments on stage or something, but it, it's kind of hilarious. Um, I, and I've called them out on it. it it's Good. not yeah, Good. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You, you know what? You should start get you get yourself a video guy having videotape all that shit and start putting them on fucking tiktok and all that shit yeah. idiots 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 you know then what I, I mean th- when
1: you see a woman show up at an event is that th- that doesn't come through my mind does it come through yours nope. no no I, I don't. I don't understand. And it, it's it's funny because it, there is people like that. Mm, mm. She doesn't yeah. know what she's doing. Or oh, look, she looks cute. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, she yeah. looks cute being on stage. Like it's so
3: stupid. And yeah. It, that's, or that's like I'll or I'll come on stage and like I'll, I might do like my vocal check first. Mm. And yeah. They'll assume that I'm done. I'm like, no, no. Like now I'm gonna check my my electric guitar and I'm mm. gonna check my keys and like. They're they're not expecting that, and so yeah, it's definitely there's a lot of like mansplaining that goes on, mm-hmm. not by, especially like at, in the show atmosphere. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Bam, you
1: want to ask her about the sound guy question?
2: Um, I I do, I really do. <laughs> Do you want to punch the fucking sound guy in the face, man? Because I do every fucking time. You understand? Sitting yeah. there telling me, "Yeah, th- turn the fucking mic up. I can't hear myself." No, no, no. You're gonna blow the speaker. Listen, I will kick your
3: mm-hmm. ass, man.
2: Do you want to beat him up? Because I do. I always. You know
3: what I do? I kill them with kindness. Mm, that's, no, that's no, no. My no. strategy is I kill them with kindness because if you're if you're kind to the sound guy and you need something. Mm. You can get it if you really
0: know
3: you have to be really respectful. You have to be polite and like, you know Like I you know, I I feel bad for some sound guys who clearly don't want to be there Like you can tell the difference between the ones that like want to be there and don't want to be there Mm -hmm. But yeah, you just like I mean I respect them like they're doing a very important job without them. I would sound like shit
2: (laughs) See Now there's the question at hand. Are you sure about that? Because you're there and okay, so let's hypothetical.
0: Yeah.
2: Sound guy there and you still sound like shit. So now who are you blaming?
3: Yeah. I mean it depends on the sound guy, right? Like all right. It's, I it's you know, there's there has been times where like the mix has been off or you know, things well, yeah. like well, that. that, that but... that's
2: something that that came from your end. But mm-hmm. you your shit is all together. Yeah, it's good to go. All mm-hmm. he gotta do is level you out. You understand what I'm saying, but your music is up here, and you're down here, and you're like, please turn it up. Please turn it up in the middle of your show, and he's looking at you like he's a retard, like, Mm -hmm. you know? stop That's the fucking show do slap to, them in the
3: face it's always good to have someone there to uh you know at least during sound check to kind of be like in the room and like yeah. and guide because sometimes i mean it depends where you go but like sometimes i play a festival and like this sound guy doesn't know who i am or like what music sure. i'm about to play and so it's yeah. like sometimes you need to explain to them hey like we're gonna have sequences we're gonna have this we're gonna have that but like don't put the guitars to up front because this is a pop project and you have to like communicate and, and as long as you're prepared and you have all the stuff ready to go. Like it's, it's. You find a way to navigate it. That's what
2: right. I'm gonna try to be nice one.
3: It's
1: because Bam tried to like recruit me as a sound guy. You know. I remember. I like, you, he's like, stand. come DJ, be my sound guy, and I was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. He's like, and it, that's what I knew. He had a problem with the sound guy. He's like, no, you need to go there because I'm gonna punch sound guy in the face. And I was like, and he doesn't talk like that normally. I was like, huh? I'm like, what the yeah. hell is this guy's problem? All, all you have to do
2: is stand behind him. While I'm doing the sound check, everything sound good. You see where the levels are, you know what the levels are. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done. When the show is going and I go turn up the mic, whatever, and you notice he's got it down <laughs> three or four, you tap him on the shoulder, turn that up to ten. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you know. So he's like, Shit, I gotta do my job now because it, someone's I over here it. watching me, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I it, get it. You know.
1: Nah, I'm just saying, So Baila, you know. let's talk about you meet <laughs> a group of people at a party like and- me. <laughs> and we let everyone know that you're a pop singer and you're you know and you have some great music. What song would you recommend them to hear right away to turn them into a fan?
3: I think Turn It Around. Like I I feel like Turn It Around is just a song that like anyone who hears it for some reason, like they always say that it's like an infectious track that like it gets stuck in their head the first listen. Mm-hmm. It's Amazing. a positive song. Yeah. There's like some cool like mottos in there for life. So I don't know. I mean, I think that's probably the one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's a good feel good yeah. song. You I know, agree.
1: I agree. Cause we always ask those questions cause you know, people's, you know, they have that short attention span, right? You have to, yeah. Hook and reel within seconds, right? And you're right, with turn it around, I have to absolutely agree with you. It'd be that one track to catch their attention and bring mm-hmm. them in. Absolutely.
3: Exactly. I'm mm-hmm. like, I actually would normally respond with some of my unreleased music, but mm-hmm. I know that that's not possible right now, but it will be coming out in the future. And then Sweet. my answer to that might change.
1: That's dope. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Okay,
2: Here go with the flow. Tell us more. Tell us, tell us, tell us more about your live performance at the Canadian Walk of Fame
0: oh
3: yeah that was insane that was like i guess like one of the last shows that i was able to do before COVID. so like honestly it was like one of the most incredible nights ever Mm -hmm. um just like performing for a room of those people like that was like insane like i had i I went on stage right after david foster which was like insane to me and um it was just like a crazy crazy night like it was just like the people like i was in the hall after and will arnett came by and was like hey you sounded so great and i was like oh my god it's will arnett but it's like it's just crazy to be in a room of all those people who are like mm. super successful yeah. in the entertainment industry and like just be performing for them like that now, was how did you get that gig how how did that come about So um, I was selected for as the grand prize winner for the uh, Canada's Walk of Fame Emerging Musician Program in 2019. Mm. And so because of that, they invited me out to to come and perform at their award show. So that was that. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, even after actually I got a video back with my performance of the night. And at the end, like Chris Hadfield is just clapping at me. And like whispering, I'm like, "Oh my God, it's Chris Hatfield!" So it was (laughs) like that. Actually, that part of the video of the performance is my favorite part. There (laughs) you go. So awesome. Um, And and yeah, so and then that kind of also sparked some other opportunities. Um, Andy Kim saw me perform there, and I met him, and he's such an incredible guy. And he invited me out to play at his uh, Christmas show uh, Mm. shortly after that. So. That was also crazy. I I played on stage, at, like actually I was with Tom Cochran, wow. and and he was like the sweetest person I've ever met. Like, wow. honestly, so honestly, all of that, all the Canadians Walk of Fame stuff, just kind of like, honestly, in my mind, is some of the best memories I've I've, I've made like in the music industry, and like That's I'm so, so grateful dope. to have like been a part of that. Yeah. I like
0: that.
2: Happy. You have any happy. other me, making me happy? <laughs>
1: Do you have any other favorite performances besides that one?
3: Um, Yeah, actually, one of my favorite performances was in 2017. I performed at a festival in all of places. It was in Timmins, Ontario. Timmins. Mm. And and all, yeah, so like out of all places. And um, I was playing a festival. It was just Simple Plan, Lights, and myself.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And that was just like such an incredible show. Um, Both Simple Plan and Lights were like some of my like musical heroes growing up. Um, and so just, like, performing with, like, basically with them was, like, insane. Um, and, yeah, and then, like, after that, like, um, I hung out with lights a little bit. We went to go to an arcade. We played some video games together. So, again, like, it, honestly, sometimes things just happen and, and they're incredible memories. So just to perform in front of those guys, like, not not just, like, the, the audience that was there, but just, like, yeah. to, you know, to be with your, your musical heroes and, And and like get to meet them and and you know these are some people that have inspired me as an artist so
2: get get to pick their brain a little bit
3: exactly you learn a lot doing that
2: are you currently signed to a label or you want to be independent
3: so I've been independent up till this point I'm signed to management um, here in Montreal and yeah it's been interesting like being an independent artist Um, obviously there's like it's like perks of like having more creative control and, mm. and, and doing things that you want to do in your own way.
0: Right.
3: Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm at a place now where I've built things up to a point where now I feel like it would work to have a label. Like I mm. feel like uh, as an independent artist, you need to build something. You can't mm. just go to a label like otherwise, like, what are you offering them? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I f- I and kind of job feel resume like, right like yeah I kind yeah. of feel like now like if if there was like the right the right fit now mm-hmm. would be the time where I would be open to that
1: that's that's for sure
2: Ben what are you disagreeing with no no the, the thought of. Like a job resume, you you know what I mean? Yeah, Cause... but you
1: need build a little something. At least you can come in there. It'll be harder for them to change her. Is what I'm. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah, know what no,
2: I, mean? I, I I get if, that. If you get her
1: from right from the start, then you they're gonna you know what I mean. Now I'd be like, nah, you know, I, I got some traction by being who I am. Yeah, you're fuck alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I see here. I get it, yeah, I get it. and
3: and also like I think as an independent artist, I, like at least for me, I've been really fortunate to have. I feel like I've kind of cracked the code for like mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to release music. Like right. what I do is not necessarily gonna work for another artist, but like True. I know that for me, um, my music, like I'll hire a radio tracker, I'll have a PR. Like, I know like what the pieces are that mm-hmm. I could continue doing this independently. And like, um, I have figured out what's worked and, and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely, like it, it all depends on the deal, right? Like I, I've had, conversations with labels and it all comes down to the deal. Like, I don't want to sign to a deal just to sign to a deal. Like, I don't want to sign just to sign because a lot of artists do that. And actually, a lot of my friends have done that. And it does not turn out very, what's, what's the
1: deal breaker in a deal?
3: Um, I think it's like trying to figure out like a mutual situation of like, what the plans going to be, right? Like, yeah. if, if a label wants to sign me and then shelf me and like, I'm not gonna be able to release music like hell no. Right. But it's like if they want to release like sing, like, I don't know if they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to release three singles and then we're going to release an EP. And there's like a plan. Then -hmm. that's great. And obviously um, how they want to go about like producing or like marketing. Super important as well. What's what's their
1: thought about doing that? Because Lady Gaga was on the shelf and Akon's the one that got her off. Mm -hmm. Like what's the what's the point of signing someone and throwing them on the shelf? I don't get it. Control. I mean, I don't
3: know. I feel like okay. So one of my theories on this is that let's say there's a label that's pushing an artist similar to you, okay, and yeah. you're unsigned. Yeah. Wouldn't they just sign you and shelf you so that the other artists that they're pushing oh, would like wow. be more
0: successful
3: because
2: It's control, right? They control in the market. Right. That's all they doing. And yeah. like yeah. I said, since this pandemic, all these independent artists coming out now and. <laughs> It sucks because, like I said, everybody keeps saying, the music is saturated. The music is saturated right now, which is fine. Good. Mm-hmm. Saturated. Saturated like a motherfucker. Now, who's going to be the cream of the crop now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. Now, who's who's got the triple threat? Who can get yeah. the business? Who can get the uh, charisma? Who can get the fucking songs out? and catch everybody's attention and once you do that then you can stay the king or queen or mm-hmm. whatever you know what i mean yeah, yeah, but you I don't need a probably. label to push that for you because all they're going to do is say hey i like you come sign over here i like you come sign over here shelf 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 and all of a sudden you're like wait a minute what happened to all that competition i had you know what i mean because <laughs> listen to the radio how many songs you hear on the radio
1: mm-hmm. six
2: okay so, <laughs> uh, so so you got six songs on the radio six different record labels how many artists on each label that they have, man? Lots, you know what I mean? How so. many of them you think are shelved? You know what I mean? Exactly.
3: That's why it's like super important that like the deal is right, the fit is right, the people are right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I I've had my fair share of experiences with this kind of stuff and like it's really like a marriage. Like it has to be the right fit. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if if your, you know, plans, your goals all line up, it could be the perfect marriage. Yes right? But it could also end really terribly. So so you need to, <laughs> you need to trust your gut and, and kind of like, like, I don't think that should be any but any artists goal ever. I think yeah. it could be something like if it happens, and it makes sense, like, it can happen, yeah. deal with it then. But like, in the meantime, just like, keep making your music and keep pushing and, and keep doing everything that you possibly can to, um, there you
2: go.
3: to do what you need to do, right? Mm. So so it's, it's definitely an interesting um, thing that a lot of artists, you know, strive to stri- strive to be signed, but it's yeah. all about the deal. True enough.
1: Now, now, can you name some of the pro- producers that you're currently working with?
3: Yeah, so actually one of my good friends, Luca, he goes by Luca the producer. He's one of um, my uh, closest collaborators these days, um, but all that stuff hasn't been released yet. So Vengishka, it's going to happen soon. But uh, yeah, so Luca and I have been like in the studio a lot. I actually just had a session with him today. We finished a new track. Um, and yeah, so he, he's one of um, my closest collaborators. It's like such an, a pleasure working with him. And uh, some of the music that I have out so far, um, if you guys listen to it, uh, there's someone named John Nathaniel. So he produced those tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and He and I also work super well together. We get each other creatively. And then that's also super important that you work yeah. with collaborators that get you, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been very fortunate in the producer department, that's for sure. Um, and actually, these days I've been starting a lot of productions on my own. And then I just bring them to a producer afterwards to finish. Mm-hmm. Them. So you. I'm doing a lot of production. I have a little studio in my home and just like doing it, you know. There
2: you go. There you go. There you go. That's good. That's good. Yeah talking about this industry is there one thing in this industry that you would change
3: I mean if there was something in the industry that I would change honestly it probably it would probably be like how the industry sometimes treats emerging artists you mm-hmm. know
0: mm-hmm
3: like there are times where, you know, things are for emerging artists and it's like, it's great. Like they're, they're helping, they want to find you, they want to help you, but it's like, it's very hard to find those opportunities. And I just wish that the industry in general would be like a little bit more open-minded to emerging talent, whether that was for like bigger shows and like just helping emerging artists a little bit more and not seeing them as like, Oh, they're just starting out. Cause like you can stay an emerging artist for many, many years, especially today when there's so many artists releasing music, everyone has access to like production studios. It's like there's so much more sat like oversaturation in the market. But it's like it is really hard to actually get out of the emerging artist category. And and I did a, a an interview with, with um with someone on Sirius and and he asked me, he's like, Bela, like, you know, like I've heard of you for so many times over the last few years, like, how does it feel to still be emerging? Like, when will you not be emerging anymore? He asked Mm. you that? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. God damn. I was like, yeah, that's true, but it's like, the music industry has changed so much, and like, I've honestly, I've been in the music industry during the transitional period, from Mm. like Like from when I started to now, it's like so much has changed. And so being an emerging artist is really hard to like to get to that next um, to that next level, because there is all of that complication of like how people are consuming music and how you're earning money from music. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of a little bit of a shit show, actually, with streaming and like like it's impossible to. It's impossible to rely on streaming as a source of income,
0: right?
3: It's impossible.
0: Terrible.
3: Impossible. Um, And then, like, if you have your music on like YouTube and stuff like that, like you basically get nothing. So it's like even worse. But it's basically the same because you already get basically nothing elsewhere. But it's some math.
1: It's terrible. It's terrible.
3: Exactly. And then add add the complication of being an independent artist and being the the person driving and. Doing everything behind everything yep. so like to just to recoup your investment it's it's hard and it takes time, and I think that that's why um some of my music it's taken time in between some of the songs because I've had to like deal with that um reality as an independent artist as well, right, like everybody else um but that's yeah that's true
1: absolutely it's, it is it's a struggle and a half because I find like there's a the balance of actually living which people mm-hmm. have day jobs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then Taking their music career seriously, which is an investment in themselves, obviously, mm-hmm. studio time, you know, productions, equipment, et cetera. So it mm-hmm. is so tough. And then it's like, you do everything that you can. And then it's like, it's, I don't know. I, I find you're right. They need a better platform or, or something that's given up because there's so many great artists out there. Like, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, like I'm going
1: like, to tell you, there was, there, we, we had our, 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 um, some guys that we had on here before andrew winter winter and, and and caleb simmons and they yeah. sent me a song they're like can you get it played here in ottawa i was like i'll give it a shot I, I i met these radio station people before right and they're like oh we like the song but you can probably get it played on that you know like you know like that cable tv radio and i was like the shit that you're playing on the radio station right now is garbage you know what mm-hmm. i mean and these guys are from canada and you won't like my head can't wrap itself around it drives me insane I find find our own radio stations don't even help out us local or Canadians enough. It it drives me bananas.
3: Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, like, I'm super grateful for, like, the support and the pushes that I have had. And actually, I recently uh, was selected for the TD Incubator for Creative Entrepreneurship Program. So that's another push for the emerging artists here. But, like, I'm very fortunate to have, like, been a recipient and to have support from these initiatives. But I just feel like there needs to be a little bit more done. Mm -hmm. Um, more emerging artists and 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 even like from the festival's perspectives like again I've been super fortunate like to be uh, chosen to perform at festivals across the country but there needs to be some more because sometimes I'm like one of the only ones that I that I'm there and it's like why is why is there not more like why is there not more help why is there not more and why even going back to the label question there isn't that much like labels can do for emerging artists until you get to a certain point. So it's like, I don't know, it's it's hard, it's hard sometimes, but you just gotta like know the industry and you have to know how it works. You have to find a way. It's tough, but you're right.
2: It's true, it's hard to know the industry and to be honest with you, right now you said the push. You need mm-hmm. the push, you need the backing. And to be honest with you, everybody is, is bypassing the DJs. Stop mm-hmm. bypassing the DJs. They are the key, they're the key keepers, you know what I mean? Because yeah. your, if your song is blowing up in a club across Canada, it's going to end up on the radio. And, and
1: as a DJ, I'm going to tell you this. If you give the DJ your song and he doesn't play it, don't take it personal, <laughs> all right? Because back in the day, that's how it worked. The DJ would be like, nah, I don't want to play your shit. And they didn't take it personal, they went back and made another one. Maybe this is the one, right? But you're right. right. When they do find some songs that are good, you're like, damn, I'm going to play this. You're absolutely
2: right. Yeah. You know, and you, you got to play it across. And the radio's personality, what is this song when they're in the club? I'm going to play this tonight. You know what I mean? And it'll get you right past. You'll bypass a lot of things. You know what I mean? Because the record label will make you popular, get your face everywhere. People will see you. And then, you know, the festivals will be like, we want her because we see her, da da da. But if you mm-hmm. get past that stage, Boom! Start, start yeah, you there. You force
1: it down people's throats. You know, different way. Right. you know, you know,
2: you just got to go different routes. Sometimes you got to go different routes because, like I said, the DJs are the ones who's on the front lines. If yeah. you get them behind you, you you know, every once in a while a DJ will show up at the radio station. Oh, we got a guest DJ from whatever true. city. That's true. He's yeah. gonna play your song because he plays it in true. the club and it's bumping, right? So that's right. That's right. You know. and, and
3: that's so important to me because, like, part of why I do this is to connect with people and, like. That includes the radio hosts, right? Like yep. like I it's super important to me whenever I release music to radio, like I do a radio tour, I go across uh, I go across the cities and I, I meet with the the radio hosts and I meet with the music supervisors. Like, I I love that. I love being able to meet the people that are on the other end, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's such like a digital world. Mm-hmm. And we're always like, I mean, True, COVID yes. definitely made that even more so a thing, but like, <laughs> we're always like living, especially as artists, like we're putting out this thing into the world and we don't actually really get to see or meet the people that are on the other end very often. Mm-hmm. So it's super, super important and so like, even if you're playing shows and stuff, like you have to go that extra step and, and, and meet as many people that are involved as possible.
2: Even as but a DJ that's yeah. these people on the other side that you're talking about, yeah. the, you know, the radio people, what makes them qualify to be in that position?
1: The fact that they are, that's about it. You, you, you get know. what I'm saying?
2: Like really, what, what makes your knowledge of music more important than mine? Mm. You ain't created, I did, so I should know the value of my music, but mm-hmm. I can't get on the radio because If you like it or don't like it, it don't make no sense to
0: me.
3: It's very. I feel like radio is very, especially for for pop, it's a little bit different, maybe. Like I mean, I know in Canada, if you hire a radio tracker and your song, and if they like the song, they'll play it. So it depends. Obviously, there's going to be some people that don't like it. You can't please everybody. Yeah. But you just have to try, right? And and that's. Just, well, I, I yeah.
2: get it, but I just don't understand why they're in that particular position. Bad, hates hate I mean? the gatekeepers.
3: Well, yeah, they shouldn't
2: <laughs> be there, man. You know what I mean? They really. Well, someone be there. has to be there. Somehow. I guess,
3: yeah, I guess that's true. Someone has to be there. Someone has to be overseeing. Someone has to be a music supervisor. But because, yeah, I, think I do see what you're saying.
1: Well bam, because what it is with the radio radio has sponsorships, sponsorships, you know, mm-hmm, uh, with mm-hmm. a certain style of music. So they have to filter through this stuff. I see what you're saying. Exactly. Like, Who the fuck this person going to tell me my shit's not good or whatever it is? I get it. Mm-hmm. But again, you can't let it while wow, free and have all sorts of shit being played on the radio, neither.
2: Well, yeah, see, it, but it goes back to the fact of he wouldn't have a fucking radio station if we wasn't making the shit. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So how dare this motherfucker make money? <laughs> how, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm just going sideways. How dare this motherfucker make money off of m- everybody else in the industry that's making music? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And then got the nerve to go, well, I don't like your stuff. I'm not going to play your stuff. No, play yeah. it, motherfucker. Shut up. Because no matter how you look at it, we giving you the content for you to even have a platform. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Because if all musicians stop making music, what is the music supervisor going to do? Yeah. He has no job, bro. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're
3: saying. I Don't feel like I feel like radio is, it's complicated. But like they, I've had such a great experience meeting people already radio. Like I've never met anyone who was like, oh, your song suck or anything like that. Oh, like no, I'm
2: no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying these guys are assholes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying they're in a position where they know they can make people dreams come true and it being very. Mm-mm. And I understand where you're coming from too, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know we gotta filter, do some stuff, but I mean it's
1: money. It's it's sponsorships, right? That's how the radio stations are ran.
2: You know, but you, you gotta you gotta be able to say, look, we got all this time. You know what I mean? You got a lot of time. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? It's
3: true. Well, actually, I feel like what you said is true. Like I feel like in a way, um, someone that I know at radio did kind of help make my dreams come true because um, Turn It Around was selected for the iHeartRadio Radio Future Star. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my entry into the radio mm-hmm. and so that like like you said like they really do have that power yeah, and really. like again I've, I've been fortunate and grateful to have like experience that support and, and
2: i'm not bagging uh, on them i'm not bagging on the people you know Hopefully i know like me and put me on the radio, but it's, but, true. but
3: it's true they really do have a lot of power to uh to help some artists out and uh yeah it's it's such an interesting industry that I feel like is also in a transitional period, right? Because there's so many less people listening to radio these days. There um, you go. And so I, I do see their struggle as well. And, like, I would be worried a little bit that radio is going to disappear in my lifetime, you know? like well, I hope with, so. with the way everything <laughs> is working out. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a, a struggle for them, I think, as much as the music industry is right now. No,
1: I totally agree with that you know? yeah. Baila, what separates you from every other artist out there
3: oh man that's an, a hard question to ask to answer um what separates me i don't know i think it's probably just like my music like i try not like i do pop music but i i'm not trying to sound like anyone specifically. okay
1: yeah, like, yeah i agree like I agree. my
3: like some of my influences go back to like fleetwood mac nice. and, like mm-hmm. Fifth naked like yeah. I'm coming and like Paramore, I like, it, like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Blink-182. Like I grew up listening to that kind of music. Yeah. And I, liked, I liked a lot of rock music. And so um, I feel like as an artist doing pop, just trying to bring in those other influences, um, that's probably what makes my music a little yeah. bit different. Um, than I guess everything else you're hearing on Spotify these days on the pop playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I hope people can hear a little bit of that rock element. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would say that. And then also just the fact that I've been at this and like my, uh, like my ambition and my drive has never seemed to diminish at all.
2: Good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Word, word. You know, what's the biggest struggle when being an artist today? You know,
3: hmm. I think, well, there's two things. One, financially, is like if you're an independent artist, like there okay. are a lot of costs associated to like, producing and releasing high quality music Mm -hmm. um and like trying not to cut corners while doing that so like one i would say financial backing is difficult um but you have to find a strategy that works for you as an artist and when you find that strategy and it works you just keep going with it Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing is just like in a world where like there's so much content right like people have add everyone's like watching a new video every 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. So it's just like grabbing people's attention, but like the right people, like I don't want everyone's attention. Like I wanna find my audience and I want, Mm -hmm. I wanna target the people that will like my music, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not trying to target everybody. Trying to reach those people authentically Without trying to like grab their attention by doing like TikTok trends and 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 making music that's just like sh- for shock value or something like that, you yeah, know. Yeah. So so that's I think one of the hardest things because there's so much noise and you really have to break through it and you have to find a way to reach your audience authentically that actually works with who you are. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't want to like you know you don't want to like mess around with with your integrity and 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 yeah. who you are to just like. Get noticed, or something like that. Mm. So, so, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's an interesting workaround.
1: For sure. Do you find like making a music video, a proper music video, definitely helps you?
3: It definitely helps bring people in. For, yeah. like, you know, people, obviously, again, people are used to seeing, you know, videos after video, content after content. Um, there's just so much of it. So, to just release a song that only you know, deals with audio, and like, your sense yeah. hearing, it's like, I feel like in this day and age, it's not enough. Like, I agree, right, you need something visual. And if you don't yeah. have something visual, like some people, it could be the best song in the world, but someone's not going to take the time to listen. So I think music video, like for me, at least, I mean, I, I'm also a very visual person. Um, I love making music videos. I'm always like, really like focused on on finding a concept and, and a vision and, and all of this stuff it's so much fun but by doing that you're really helping people like want to listen
1: and want yeah. to care because the, I think the video it makes me watch right so while mm-hmm. I'm watching I'm not listening for 10 seconds I'm actually going through the whole track now mm-hmm. there, there's an attraction to it I always okay. tell people make the music videos it makes my dad's not a big hip-hop fan but you know there bam um, edited a video with him and uh one of the rappers from from Russia, and my dad got caught watching the whole thing, thinking it was so cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like it, it caught a sixty eight year old man's attention yeah. on a rap song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a video. But if it would have just been the song in the background, or you know, the lyrics on on the YouTube video, mm-hmm. ten Not seconds, so fifteen at the most, yeah.
2: So on a side note, for me, I want to know your creative approach to mm-hmm. creating a song. Okay.
3: Well, I definitely usually start with like, I have two, two ways of, I either pick Mm -hmm. up my guitar and write the song and Mm -hmm. then produce it. But lately in the last couple of years, more often than not, I'm like working on the music first Mm -hmm. and then I'm going into the mic and I'm just like gibberish melodies. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. stuff. that doesn't make sense. And I'm just getting a feel for like the melodies. And once I figure out what the melody is, I write lyrics. And so that's been, yeah, that's been the way I've been doing it lately. Um, And yeah, just kind of, I find it, I don't know, it opens up because I used to write music, just like pick up my acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. write my songs. Those songs end up sounding a little bit more sad, a little bit more depressing.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, is it a feeling? Cause you're going with the feeling at the moment? Is that why? Yeah, it's yeah. Like I'm also
3: like, I find when I'm doing songwriting that way, it's like, I'm focused more on the lyrics in the moment rather mm-hmm. than like the vibe, right. it's more about like the story. When I do it the other way, which is like more production heavy, i'm trying to get a vibe and like i'm all about like making music that's positive and and stuff that's like gonna when someone listens to it it's gonna help them um i want my messages to to, to be helpful so sometimes when i'm doing it that way like i'm able to get my messages across a little bit better because i'm like focused on the vibe and like the the melody is so important to like grab the attention yeah. and I'm more focused on on just like getting my what are my first instincts out of the of the melody and then i can just like easily write lyrics really quickly Correct. yeah
1: I like that. good yeah. question
2: yeah. Man, i like that one yeah, yeah no just because everybody you know me it's the music you know i hate the music and i okay mm-hmm. i know i know what what i'm feeling so i write mm-hmm. what i'm feeling what from what i got from the music exactly. you know i can't create music i wish i could create music like you sit and play your guitar create music that'd be a because it'd give me a whole different feeling mm-hmm. too right so it's just one of these days one of these days
3: yeah i'm gonna try, I'm gonna try. So that's that's one of the tricks right so it's like when i used to just like pick up my guitar like that was the only way i would do it i just was going off in a cuz guitar which already sounds kind of sad and so like just starting with like a drum beat or like a drum loop just mm-hmm. like puts you in the right mindset to like write something that's like more upbeat right mm-hmm. so I really like to start with with, with percussion a lot of the time cool, cool,
1: cool. so Bela is there any artists or other producers you would love to collab with in the future
3: oh absolutely I mean some I mean Julia Michaels is an incredible writer I would love to just like have the chance to sit in on a session with her, you know, just like (laughs) listen to her, write, Cause like I, songwriting is my, I feel like songwriting is my first love. And I would love to also explore writing for many other artists. Cause there's only so much you can do as an artist, Um, you know, with the number of songs you could release, let's say in a year versus the number that you could write in a year. Um, And so yeah, Julia Michaels all the way. Um, And also Linda Perry, like she's an incredible producer. And I would just love to work with a female producer, right? And like she's produced like pink and like she's just incredible. So that would be dope. That'd
2: be dope. Um, be and, dope. Yeah. You know. Okay. Do people want to know your top five artists?
3: Mm, top five.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So no particular order.
2: No particular order.
3: Top five artists. No particular order. Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Definitely is in there. Um, pink. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tegan and Sarah. Okay. they're in there too um jan arden oh. and alanis oh. morissette what okay mm-hmm. i like that
2: i like and
3: that Martin. yeah like i'm that. i'm big on female artists
1: if you cannot tell absolutely <laughs> that's great though that's
2: great nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that
1: i still not gonna lie and the guys might hate it i think some of the most talented artists that we had on here have been females Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and if they want to tell me I'm wrong, I'd put you guys head to head with them and then uh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> so that's just my opinion. Well, we have these five random questions just to get people to know you a little bit better. Cool. Okay. First question. What was your first job ever? Your first paycheck that you ever gotten? <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: uh, babysitting. That Babys- was the- babysitting. Yeah. Changing- How old were you? Um,
1: I started when I was maybe like 12, 13. See, 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 this is my point. Why are... Us when we were twelve, we were babysitting. Kids are still. <laughs> baby. Parents today are not even allowed to let their kids. Their kids are eighteen today, and they're freaking out about their kids taking the bus or something. I know, man. I was,
3: uh, I was babysitting. Um, I was changing diapers. <coughs> I was, yeah.
2: Okay. Was okay. Making sure so, that
3: another child was not dying.
2: Yeah. Making
3: sure they were gonna stay alive till their parent came home. Hmm. That was so, it.
2: So, with that being said, side question: <laughs> You still like babies? You Still like kids now?
3: I like I do like kids. Mm-hmm. I do like kids, but like I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, and uh, COVID has not helped the situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not so big on like children like coming too close, but mm-hmm. I do think they're cute. And
2: oh, uh, okay, no, I'm just saying you were a babysitter, yeah. so you know, usually some jobs, you know, they give you uh, post traumatic stress later on in life. You know what I mean? Babies. Some people like
1: I don't like kids.
2: You, you know what I mean? Me.
1: I like kids. If they can use the bathroom by themselves, I like them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Till then, they puke on you and poo, and I got a very sensitive stomach.
3: Well, that's it. They
1: puke, I puke, they poo, I puke. It's not good. It's not going anywhere, right? It's terrible. terrible. It's a
3: terrible combination. Exactly. So I would say (laughs) it's not the best situation for someone who's, like, super worried about, like, cooties,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, before Covid, this is a true story. I used to watch go to these kids' birthday parties and then they would blow their candles like And they'd be like, You want a piece of cake? This is pre COVID. I used to be like, Fuck no.
3: No, thank you. You want know ice cream instead? Yeah, I'll take ice cream. That, that, that little kid just sprayed his boogers oh, yeah. everywhere. Absolutely. Actually, one of my like biggest worries during COVID, I was like, oh no, how are people gonna like eat cake ever again
1: at a birthday? I was doing that mm. way before that, and yeah. then people start thinking about it after COVID came around. I'm like, mm. it took that to see what was oh. going on. No. Uh, Same. I
3: have like one of those like keychains that help you like open doors and like press buttons when you're paying and like I don't know, like on those machines. I've had stuff like that before COVID and now yeah. like people are like, Oh, that's a cool little gadget yeah. you got. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like yeah, I you
1: guys were calling me weird three years ago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, I don't want to touch your germs. But yeah. I'm definitely like, I'm definitely a little bit of a, of like a clean freak, a little bit of a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people learn to love that part about me, I guess. You yeah, have no choice.
2: Is it, is. it is what it is. You know, I used to work for I used to work for a guy and he, he was a big germaphobe like he you couldn't touch him. Like okay. don't touch him. I worked for this man for almost 10 years and I don't think I've ever touched him once, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 because I watch somebody else touch him and watch him freak out, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's sitting there doing something and someone, you know, like to get his attention, like, hey, you don't fucking touch me, I'm Like, whoa, okay. what's, what's wrong with this motherfucking guy, you know what I mean? But he just didn't like people touching him, you know what I mean? And the worst thing about it is he owned a fucking club. Okay? Wow. So imagine this man trying to walk to the bathroom. His office is in one end of the club, the bathroom's on the other end of the club, and he's got to walk through the crowd. <laughs> Every time he does this, somebody get kicked out of the club. You understand what I'm saying? I'm the bouncer, and, and I can see him walking, and he's got that look on his face. And as soon as someone get too close, he looks at me and point at that guy, he got to go. I'm like, dude, you done fucked up. You got too close. You know what I mean? Why are you kicking me out? You got too close. What do you want me to tell you? He's paying the fucking bills. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, man,
3: I, I could totally relate to that. Like, I'm good with like hugging people and like, like I I like touch in that way. But if if you're at like a club. And people are walking past you, and they're touching you, and they're they're sweaty. I'm just like, I can't. I have to leave. I'm like, goodbye. It's funny you wait. say that because uh. I don't
1: like people, crowds of people. But I used to DJ, and everyone's like, well, that's different. Like, what was the difference? I said, but I was surrounded by a don't booth. Stay.
0: Or you yeah, exactly.
1: you know by a booth. I used to stick a bouncer there and be like, don't 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 let them touch me and let me be here. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah are
3: different like if you're the one on stage or whatever like you don't like really you have the whole stage to yourself yes from, mm. totally right.
0: different. Yeah. so
3: it's totally different, but yeah, yeah like I it's funny because as an artist like you're basically always staring into a sea of crowd and I'm just like, yeah like I'm glad that's not me right now yeah. <laughs> it's a crowd. I don't I like my space but <laughs> you like you yeah.
2: there singing looking at people going cooties, 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 cooties. Yeah. <laughs> cooties. Yeah, I dig it I dig it so yeah. name one thing on your bucket list. Oh skydiving. Mm-hmm.
3: Like
2: oh God yeah. Jesus. Here we go. Another one. What's wrong with y'all? What's <laughs> wrong with you? Well no, I'm gonna i I'm gonna sound what's wrong with you people? I'm gonna say it like that. And not being raped. You up. people. What's Bail wrong up? with you people? We
1: probably been a hundred people, if not more. It's about an over a ninety percent ratio. Really? Is the fucking skydiver?
3: I should just do it already, then. Yeah, like I.
1: I like, am. I should just, start a skydiving business with all you guys yeah, wanting to skydive. I don't, I don't get it.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, just take us one day. Take a cut on the pre. Yeah, because you know what? There's just something about falling that, like, is so exhilarating and so scary. You're basically like, okay, I'm dying,
2: right? Okay, you got a roof? Go up there! Well, what's the problem? We need to get a plane for it. <laughs> uh, uh, you won't jump off the roof, but you jump on no, a plane.
0: See? Exactly.
3: see?
2: Because I don't have wrong. a
0: parachute.
2: You know? I don't know. I think like, I think you guys' brains is wired wrong. I don't oh, know, yeah, man.
0: Probably. You
2: probably. Mm-hmm. I shit myself, pee my pants. First, you got to get me out the fucking plane. It ain't happening. You know what I mean? Mm, sorry. Mm, yeah. I, do I mean,
3: my brain is definitely wired wrong.
1: <laughs> you want to jump out of a plane. Um... But yeah, I feel like I was going to put money that you weren't going to say that. I'm like, yeah. say something else. but you she know what?
2: You know, Joe, Joe, I think it's an age thing. You know what I mean? You know, we're
1: too yeah. old. We gonna we we're, we're, we're we're, die of a heart
2: attack, right? Well, yeah, we're older. We're close to death. So we're not going to risk it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. You know what I mean? You young people are like, ah, I got some years on me. I'm, a, I'm, a jump I'm like, now.
1: will my heart sustain the jump? <laughs> and I don't think so. You know what? You're like pull the shoot. I'm like he's dead already. Like you know what I mean? Like the heart attack. No, I can't.
3: Yeah, you might pass out. And then, I'm like... um
1: I'm the guy that screams like, like the little girl at like Wonderland.
2: Yeah, okay. I don't even do roller coasters. I don't even do roller. I did them all one like
1: time. Them. I did them all one time. It was four of us, and I kept hoping one other person would bail. Okay. And no one was fucking bailing, so I was like, son of a bitch. And there was that one that cranked us all the way up, so we were straight down for like I don't know, I felt like it forever, but whatever. And right then and there I wanted to get off. I wanted to be like, crank it back down and let me off this. But I know it's too goddamn late, right? It's Yeah.
3: But you know what? This is good. That means that your brain is wired right, you know? Like it's true. It's like that
1: before, but I'll take it.
3: (laughs) It's true. Like I mean, if you think about like human instinct and, and the way to protect yourself to not die. You're so following just as, that. Right?
1: As a kid, I probably did some stuff that I should have died. And I think I'm very happy that the fact that I'm still alive. Mm. So now I'm, like, taking, you know, those cat lives. Like, I, I know I don't have many left. So I'm like, yeah. fuck skydiving. It's, it's it's like I think it's an age thing. Budgie joint, joint thing. jumping. I think it's no.
2: You know, Possible. you young people, you young people, I tell you. Yeah, you're good, you're you good. Know?
1: But, yeah, we'll watch you guys jump, but we ain't going. Uh, so, be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be
3: down. I, I think, like, I'll probably do it in the next couple of years. Damn.
1: Probably happening soon. Man, it takes, it takes Good a, luck. We just wish you well. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know? We'll
1: interview you before you get on the plane. Right? Before and after. <laughs> the video, mm-hmm. We'll film it. I'm yeah, down. I'm down. down. We'll Sign sure, Two hours work. away. I'm down. Yeah. So give me one word that describes your music style.
3: Um, I would say, I mean, generically, it's pop, but like, but it's I not. It's, it's sing along pop. Sing along. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Sing along yeah.
0: pop. Yeah, yeah, ahead, yeah like friend. I
3: want I want people to sing along, you know, like that's like that's why like I, you know, when you know some people when they're writing music, they're like, oh no, that's too catchy, or like that's too, it's too easy. I'm like, nah, like yeah. we're going catchy, we're going easy, because yeah. like mm-hmm. I want someone to hear it for the first time, and by the last chorus, I want them to know it. Do it like, with mm-hmm. you, it's the best yeah.
0: feeling.
3: Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm all about the sing-along, all Absolutely. about
2: it. Catchy pop, that's the that's yeah. thing. That's different, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's another one yeah, I, every I, everybody we ask that question have a different answer.
1: So yeah. we've had a different answer for music style, yeah, but the same goddamn answer for bucket list. I don't get it.
3: <laughs> it just happens, eh? I guess skydiving yeah. is n- is kind of uh, predictable. It's
1: it's gonna start off with name one thing that's on your bucket list besides skydiving. <laughs> that's what the question's gonna turn into.
2: <laughs> okay, do people want to know your favorite movie?
3: My favorite movie is Juno. Yeah. Really? I love it. I just love the humor in it. Like it was such a, such a well-written script, honestly. Like no, the, cool. yeah, it's just like, I, I, that's just the type of humor I like. And um, it's very hard to find uh banter like that between, mm. you know, actors and stuff. And it's no, just it's like, cool. such an amazing, an amazing movie. I love it, it a lot. Good movie. It was a good movie. I
1: like that. So besides music, what else do you do for fun?
3: Um, I do music. No, I, (laughs) I do a lot of music, but for fun, I mean, I, I find doing music a lot of fun. So it's part of what I do for fun, but I like to hang out with people that I love. I mean, like friends, family hang out, eat, share food, cook food, make them eat the food, Mm, cook with them. I like, uh, even during like the pandemic and stuff, like I've, I have a good friend we like like to cook together on like whatsapp on video nice. yeah, I, like, yeah. I like making food and eating food and
2: oh. food so well i'm gonna have to send you my link because i like to cook food and stuff to the so, cook here you know yeah. we, can, we, we get some new recipes and stuff you know try new stuff out i like that, that exactly. that's fun i love it you know?
1: yeah, so Absolutely. the pandemic's coming to an end everyone's getting yeah. their second vaccination eventually I heard there's some sort of phony booster shot. I don't know. But eventually, this is all going to come to an end. What's next for you?
3: I mean, releasing new music. I mean, I, I was supposed to release new music. Actually, I had planned to. And then the pandemic happened. So I basically canceled that plan. I was like, I'll just wait. Like, yeah. thinking that, like, the pandemic wasn't going to last as long. Or being, I, I guess, optimistically hopeful that it wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like it's been a little bit. It's been a It's been a minute. Um, and so, yeah, next going to be releasing new music. Um, I actually like have an EP almost ready to go. Um, and just, I hope everything opens up again soon. Cause I, I'm dying to get back on stage. I have my first show that I booked, uh, since COVID. Um, I'm actually filming for it. It's a, it's an online festival for Montreal pride. So I'll be yeah, filming that, that at the end of July and mm-hmm. it's going to be broadcasted on television, I think it's on August 13th or so
1: that's amazing yeah
3: that. so it's going to be with no audience but i'm i'm looking forward to just like F- being able to play again yes mm-hmm. yes
1: yeah
3: so that's that's hopefully what's next Sweet. So
1: live i want to get people to know where they can find you at you can find you on instagram at Bela of official you're also Bela on spotify and all major streaming platforms right yep and you have a website www.belaofficial.com and yes. all, all your links are on there if i'm right yes everything
3: is there everything's at Bela official you can
1: find me wherever i love you that go. you kept it nice great. and simple i like that there yes. you go. That's, that's the way to do it I'm not, uh, there was i don't want to she was a great artist she was a great guest but her name was like taisha <sighs> underscore, underscore, underscore 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 and i said to her i'm like i couldn't promote how many underscores you have and she couldn't stop laughing she said keep pressing underscore until you find me oh my god <laughs> wow but you know you didn't plan that out in the beginning. You know, bam, you do yeah. certain things as mm. a, and then you roll with it and then you're doing good and you're like, shit, I screwed up and you don't want to start over. That it, that it felt like it was uh, one of those ones.
2: I mean, it's like with my email address. I mean, you know, yeah. You know, oh shit, you know, I was all of the superheroes back back in the day, so I got, you know, a particular name and now when it comes to business and I'm ready to, you know, reach out to someone, it's like I can imagine them being on the other side. Who the but fuck? But, Ben, is you blah, can create blah, blah. a new email though I, I though. know, but I know, but I'm just saying, that when I look at my email, I think <laughs> this myself now. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, what, what, what am I thinking? You know what I mean? I know. So, you and know? you want
3: the transition, again, transitions. Mm-hmm. Transition to a new email or like a new phone number. Like, that's the worst, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's the worst. So, yeah, just for convenience factor, I guess you're sticking with your superhero email address. For now. No, he's got. No,
1: he's gotta get rid of that thing. He's gotta
2: get rid. Of it. I'm sticking stay, with it for now, you know. It, it, you know. It's it's only for my bills and you know little things here and that's there. Fine, but, that's fine. That's yes. fine. You know, but when it comes to the actual music business and stuff like that, reaching out to you know managers and A and R's and whatever, whatever. Oh, I'm switching shit up. You oh know, yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. You know, but I mean? it's an
1: email. That's easy to do, bam.
2: Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, so, when you have an Instagram with a you know with a, with a decent amount of followers, then you're like, oh. Do I start mm-hmm. over? That's mm-hmm. where it sucks, right? Mm-hmm. That's what...
3: At least they let you change your handle. I mean, I remember Facebook or whatever, back in the day, they didn't let you. So it's like oh. if you have like a Facebook fan page, like that's that's it. Like you're not going to change so at least instagram at least allows you to change that's true, that's true. yeah
2: I mean, I, i'm i'm keeping both personas i mean i got my stage go. name bamboo and that's going to stay the same you know yeah. or whatever for the fans yeah. but when it comes to business and record deals and and money and this and that you rate that check out to my government name please mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i can't show up at the bank with a bamboo check you know <laughs> what i mean it's just not going to work right so that's exactly right. that's exactly. right mm-hmm.
1: Bella, I want to play your video monster. Can you tell me more about the song?
3: Absolutely. It was like uh, this song was actually inspired by some like experiences that I've had as a child being bullied. And I just wanted to take that and just kind of like crumple that up into a paper and then like throw the paper right to the bullies. Ooh. And that was the song monster. Um, yeah, and so it's just like a self-acceptance song just like a good reminder that like we're monster, we're cool, we're awesome. And yeah, I just wanted to like put out some positive, cool vibes. And uh, I had like a lot of fun with the music videos, like a Toy Story inspired yep. music video where we all kind of like turn into toys and come alive nice.
1: and like live Who some Who produces time. your videos? Because they're good. They're really
3: so. Great. I always come up with the concepts and, like, the vision and then, yeah. like, i hire a team to, like, help make that happen. That's dope. So this one in particular was produced by Rubicon uh, in Montreal. Um, and, yeah, it was, like, a lot of fun, crazy, crazy fun, Sweet. honestly. I love doing music videos. I, I'm also, like, I, I like just in general, like, a lot of visuals. Like, I, I paint and I, I just, like, visuals are my thing.
0: Mm.
3: Um, and, and so it's super important to me to, like, be part of that, creation
1: yeah um, and
3: for me it's just as important as the music itself
1: yeah good that's yeah. awesome yeah baila i'm so happy to have you on here for shooting sure. the shit with us it was been yes. a great time thanks so much for having me don't be shy wow. you have some new projects coming up hit us up you know it's easy it's one link we Sweet. can get you on right away you know what i
2: mean shoot the shit with us goes by fast <laughs> Bela, that's thank, that's
1: you. That's thank you right. thanks so much. You good good night, day. Guys. bye monster by baila
3: You rain, but I can make it pour right down. We're the monster, we're the monster, we're the monster, monster. I can break the chains, cause you could never hold me down. We're the
0: monster,
3: we're the monster, we're the monster, monster. Put that spotlight on me, put that
0: spotlight on me now. You can drink your Kool-Aid. Something, now I'm gonna make a sign